Hey guys, we're back for another episode of Build Your Own Fairy Tale, the podcast for women who aren't willing to settle and they want more out of life, more of the magic that life has to offer to build that ultimate fairy tale, or you know what, something even better than you could have dreamed of. This is your weekly dose of inspiration, motivation to get out there and make your own magic. So consider yourself sprinkled with fairy dust and let's go. Today, we're chatting with a woman who has continually refused to accept the obstacles life's thrown her way, and instead has continued on her journey, building her ultimate fairy tale. She's blazing a trail for others to follow more easily in her footsteps. I'm so excited to introduce you to Amy Voss. Amy, welcome. Thank Thank you. Thanks for joining us today. Super excited to be here. Thanks so much. (laughs) I know our listeners are looking forward to this conversation and hearing about how you've uh, blazed a trail ahead of us. But before we get there, can you just give us a little bit of background? Uh, I know you come from a small town in Iowa, and now you are on the other side of the world. So help me fill in the blanks here. Yes. Yep. I am. It's about 7 a.m. here in Australia, in Melbourne, Victoria. Um, But from a very small town, about 30 people in Iowa, nine Wait, houses. 30? Like, yeah, three very zero. small. Three zero. I, I didn't very know towns that small existed. Okay. <laughs> it was the best. It was, the, I think, the closest stoplight. We were actually, the family was talking about it. I think it's probably like 20 minutes away. I think the closest stoplight is 20 minutes away. Yeah. Wow. It's great. It's great. I love home. So yes, grew up there. Um, I always knew since I was very, very little that there's more or I, and also I never really felt like I fit in. Like I, it was kind of like, I fit out almost, if that makes sense. Like I loved where I was and everything, but there was just something else that was pulling me away. Um, didn't know what it was. And, um, I just, it was like, I always needed to be in a different country and experiencing that. So was it, hold on, I'm just, I'm intrigued. Was it a a good, exciting fit out? Because I feel like when it's 30 people, everyone's probably got some expectation and you know it because there's only 30 people. Right. So yeah, I feel like yeah. you were happy and excited, but at the same time, like, what, were you feeling scared about not fitting in with that same mentality? No, I don't, I don't think there was ever the fear, you know, I look wow. back and, and I actually, I use my younger self to find courage sometimes because I think my younger self was just like, didn't care. This is what I want. I was just so much more aligned where now as I get older, I'm like, Oh, what do I do? Is this it? I'm like, where's my courage? Where's my, you know, eight-year-old self to say, this is exactly what I want. Um, so I always knew that. And, um, yeah, it was just a matter of, didn't know what it looked like. And then I just realized, okay, well, maybe I can help shape that. Maybe I can help make that, that happen in whatever capacity. Um, and I think for me, because I didn't know what it would look like, I had to explore to find it. You know, it's kind of like you kind of have to see it happen um, before you can actually believe it for yourself to say, oh, mm-hmm. that's what that could look like. OK, I want that or I want that, but I want it a little bit different. Um, so I think that's what I was always trying to get after or see or uncover so that I could I knew there's something more for me, but I wasn't entirely sure what it was. So I just tried to listen, learn, explore, and try to find out. Amazing. And so where was your first stop post Iowa? So post Iowa, I was in college in Iowa and I always had a dream to move to Colorado. Um, I love Colorado. We visit there every year for, with my family. Um, and I try to get a job and I, I worked in Iowa at the time as after college 
And I tried to just get a job over there. I knew it was important, but um, I couldn't. And my desire to move over there was stronger. So I just packed and I moved over there. And I lived there for about a year and it was brilliant. Loved it. Um, had great time. And I did eventually find a job. Um, <laughs> I and say, then I was like, you survive that year out there? <laughs> yeah, no, I did. I definitely did. I wasn't living on the streets. I actually had oh, an okay. apartment. No, it was lovely. I was doing um, advertising sales. Then I, yeah, reconnected with someone from back home and he, we kind of did a long distance dating for about a year and I moved to him in Arizona. So then it was a year later, moved to him, Arizona and never visited Arizona and didn't have a job again. And so it's definitely, I was, you know, for someone who's so focused in their career and I always have been, I definitely made those moves, um, with risk involved for sure. No planning yeah. there, just kind of jumping in. Um, but I knew I'd figure it out and I did. Um, so lived in Arizona for about seven years, but that relationship. So we, you know, you talk about like plot twists and of the, of the fairy tale. I mean, for yeah. that, I really didn't know I'd be married and it was, got married and I, six months later I came home and he's, you know, has had affairs and didn't want to be married anymore. Oh. So that was a big thing that kind of hits you. Um, yeah, that's awful. I'm sorry. Yeah. Yeah. It's all right. It's the best thing. I mean, this is why I'm here where I'm at right now. So it's true. so good. True. Yes. Um, so just, I stayed there for a little bit, but then I got a phone call out of the blue, um, from a previous, um, person that I worked with and I had so much respect for him. And he's like, aim, I live in Austin now. I'd love for you to come work with me. Have you ever, you know, what would you consider? And I said, I've never been to Austin. I don't know. Let me check it out for a weekend. Went there. Obviously, Austin is an incredible city. Fell in love. Yep, I'll be over. So moved over again, not knowing anyone. Um, never visited aside from that weekend. And I was there for about three years um, and absolutely loved it. That's amazing. And I'm just listening, thinking sometimes, like you said, it's not just that ladder, like it's still focused on your career, but also just saying yes to, Hey, that's a new opportunity for growth, for learning, for trying something new. And I can still advance. It doesn't mean like just climbing one ladder. Right. That's exactly right. Because I think, you know, it's not necessarily the rungs. It's also like the a rung of position, but a rung could also be experience and the more experience you have and the more environments that you are in and you, you know, have them tear you down, build you up, like that's all going to build more resilience to face future issues or problems that you're able to resolve quicker. And so Absolutely. anything that you can to build that resilience, the outside of everyone else is going to set you apart. And so even if it's location-based, you know, like even let's say bring into Austin, what I learned in Phoenix, because maybe most of those that are in Austin have only been in Austin. And so mm -hmm. they don't have any of the experience. So any, anything like that, that's outside of who you're surrounding yourself with is just going to advance everyone a little bit better. I love it. Yeah. All right. So now you're, now um, you're in Austin. Sorry. Now I'm in Austin, just Austin <laughs> Texas. Have you been to Austin? I have not. I've been to oh. San Antonio and Houston, but not Austin. Oh, it's amazing. It's amazing. It's the Bat Bridge. I've, one of the, uh, I was told like one of the, but, you know, and he's like, oh, Aim, you're going to love it. It's like the live music capital. And then, you know, we have this iconic Bat Bridge. And I'm like, seriously, people go there to watch the bats. But it's true. Like there's this incredible, and it is pretty incredible, but it's a bridge. And that 1.5 million bats fly out every night. 
on Congress Bridge and you see them and it's like these, they're little bats and it's like clouds. It's beautiful, but you'll have to I'm look it up. Have to go bridge. Now. <laughs> yeah. 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 It's pretty it. cool. It's pretty cool. Okay. I didn't know that would even be an interest or why attraction, I guess, that people go, but yeah. they do. And okay. it's awesome. Yeah. So Austin is great. And I always um, have been trying to get overseas, like with my career, I visualize it Europe for some reason. I imagine myself in Europe, it's going to happen. When I was in Austin, I thought I should probably grow up a little bit. And I bought a house and I got everything settled, sorted, perfect. You know, the last trinket on, on the shelf. And um, I have an email that, you know, hey, there's a position with a company in Australia. And so I said, all right, this is it. Yep, absolutely. I replied right away. I'm interested. And I think that was a Thursday or Friday. And I had an interview on Monday or Tuesday with Australia. So that it was is- incredible. That is amazing. And I'm just in awe of the, like you're doing like, Hey, I thought the next thing was to buy the house. got it perfect. And then, yeah, I'm just going to leave it. Like, and I don't hear any sense of like, let me think this over. Let me make a list, like overanalyzing. It was just like, yes. And I am so in awe of how you just keep saying yes. Cause I think I would love to be able to do that. I aspire to be able to just say yes, but I need to work on that. So tell <laughs> So was there any, was again, was there any thought or it was just an immediate yes, I'll figure it out. How do it I build an immediate that? Muscle? Yes. <laughs> it was an immediate yes. And I think, you know, gosh, yeah, you think about all the things that come in and it seems like, okay, this is the perfect plan, right? So even the first relationship, okay, yep, I found, I loved my first love, will be my always love. And Mary have kids around my family, just like everyone, like that's perfect. And I'm like, ah, there's something that I need more, or there's something different that I need. And then getting married. And then I'm like, yep, this is it. Have kids, have a family, start the life. And it's like, you know, that didn't work out for me, but Mm -hmm. there's always so many things where right when I think like, oh, this is okay. I'm getting settled. Life just, just sends things in earthquakes really to kind of shake things up a little bit. And I don't really know if I seek that or if it just occurs. I don't know. haven't figured that out yet. I'm hoping for some stability at some point. Um, But then I also love that adventure. But in regards to just being able to say yes, I think there's, you know, you have to really, or what I've learned is just to really sit in with yourself to say, what is it that I want? What's important to me? And, um, that really comes down to knowing your true values of who you are. You know, you always talk about who am I, what, what's important to me and yes, family and, you know, friends. And I remember when I wrote my values actually, and I wrote family as one of my core values because my family were very close. I have a little sister that I just obviously love and adore, and she's everything to me and mom, dad, everyone's close. And, um, someone actually challenged me and said, is that really your value? Because you, you don't live next to them. Your decisions are not based on them. And maybe you have different values. Like maybe that's something that yes, is important to you, but that's not your core value. And I was like offended at first. Cause I'm like, Oh, you don't know the love that I have my family or whatever that is. But yeah. I actually got over that my ego. And I said, you know what? It's true. I, what is, I'm not making all these moves because of my family. I'm making them because I want to seek that adventure. I want to face um, situations to see if I can overcome them and start over and start fresh and have those new connections built. That's so important to me. So one of my values is courage. And so that's something that I always kind of take with me to say when I'm in like a fork in the road, 
is it aligned with my values? And one always is, and one never is. So it's a lot quicker to say yes to those different forks when you know where you stand with your values. That's beautiful. And so comforting, right? Cause you're like, no, I I've, I have this. And I also too, I, do you still have family on that list? Cause I would challenge to say that someone's definition of family value being that you live close by, or you see them every other day is just a different definition, right? They can still be of value to you, even if you don't oh, live, or yes. live nearby or see them all the time. So yes, yes. I definitely value that. Yeah. hundred percent. They're part of my life. I love them. They're one of the biggest things that's important to me, but, um, yeah, I think you, and it's almost like, you know, I, when I am working through it, it's almost like I feel selfish to say, these are my values because it's apart from my family. Um, mm. but that doesn't discredit your family. And that's what I've learned. I had to battle that a lot, right? Like it was hard to 100%. get over that, but yeah, it doesn't discredit that at all. It's just to say, okay, well, when I come to life, it's my life. These are my decisions and I have to choose what's best for me to be my best self. And so what are the values that I'm going to have that I'm going to follow and make every decision based on, whether it be your career, whether it be where you live, whether it be, you know, you go out, you stay home, whatever that is, or, and especially I would say the people that you're bringing into your life, you know, are they aligned with your values as well? Yep. I love it. I want to hear more, more about, you know, how to pull together these values. Cause even that, I think, okay, that seems a little overwhelming because of course there's so many things that are important, but did you use any special tool or journal or how did you, you just sat down and said, this is it. Uh, so since I've been little, I've always journaled, always wrote. I always, I don't know if, do you remember chicken soup for the soul? Yeah. Oh, I love okay. Canfields. Yeah. Oh yes. I wrote so many poems, mailed them in as like, you know, six, seven, eight, nine-year-old really? hoping, oh yeah, that he would publish them. And they are the most, you know, looking back like ridiculous poems, like, come on. <laughs> but it's always a dream of mine to be in, you know, chicken soup for the soul. Um, so journaling, you know, always wrote about emotions or what I was experiencing, um, just to get closer to kind of uncover who I was too. Like that was always part of the discovery. Like I want to discover the world. I had this passion to explore more, but it's also about exploring yourself too. Yeah. Um, so a hundred percent, I would say journaling is probably the number one thing that you can do. Um, in addition, <clears throat> Brene Brown, brilliant, love her and her book actually dare to lead. She talks about what are your values? And there's a whole page she has, that you can choose from the list you can choose from and how you narrow them down and kind of challenges and everything like that. So that also, I think would be a perfect way to start. Awesome. Well, check it out. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Um, so now tell us what you're doing these days in your tribe of trailblazers. Can we hear more about that? Because obviously I feel like you've, you've paved the path for these, these trailblazers. You are the lead trailblazer in my opinion. So tell me more about this podcast of yours and this community that you're building. Of course. So I, you know, I moved, so I moved to Australia and I was just surprised with the overwhelming amount of people, whether it be back home or wherever I live to say, I wish I could do that. And that wasn't ever something I kind of thought in my head ever since growing up. And, you know, my mom has been amazing and always taught us like, you can do anything, you know, there are no limits. And so I never had that second guess to say, what if I can't now <laughs> there's many times that I don't always come through. Um, yeah. but 
so I wanted to have a way to show other women, especially like they can do it too. There's, there's, we're all, we're all equal and there's no one that has an advantage or, you know, just because someone might come from more money, um, doesn't mean that they're going to be set up for success or things are easier for them, or just because they don't have a broken home or, you know, there's so many different situations that we all live that we can all relate to. Um, but that doesn't limit in regards to how far we can go. And so I think that for me, especially when I was little, I wanted to see something. I wanted to see what it would look like. I knew there was more, I didn't know what it was, but if someone could just show me, I could be like, yep, I can do that. Tell me how to get there. Um, and so the purpose of I'm creating this podcast, a tribe of trailblazers is called influence, a tribe of trailblazers in order to bring stories of individuals who have blazed the trail to get where they wanted to go, overcoming the word, no overcoming fear, all of these hurdles. And they did it anyway. And then the most important part of that though, is to turn around and say, but here's how, and I'm going to get you there even quicker, because I think that's so important. And that's lost it's lost, especially in the corporate world, corporate environment. It's too much competition mm-hmm. internally, especially yeah. I think between women. Um, <laughs> and, you know, we just kind of, kind of let that go. Cause I think if we just share our strengths and say, Hey, here's my mistakes hundredfold over, if you did this, you'll get that quicker and you don't have to experience it. I think we'll all just get so much farther together. And then, you know, the limits are absolutely they They disappear. So that's, that's the purpose of my podcast. I want to share stories that women, I want to, yes, obviously talk about how they got successful, but also more importantly to say, you can do it. And here's how. I love it. I mean, just, just hearing from you, I feel like number one trailblazer. I'm so inspired to be like, I'm just going to say yes next time. Good. <laughs> not, yes. Do not, it. Know, not know what I'm doing and say yes anyway. Right. And then figure that's it out right. later. But I'm just so inspired that you had that from such a young age not necessarily seeing it around you, right? In this super small town. It wasn't like people were doing it left and right. So yeah, I think that's just a really special gift. So thank you. When you know what feels right, like everyone does know that they just have to sit with it a little bit more. Um, Mm -hmm. It's so much easier to say yes to things. And it's just as important to say no as well. No is just as important word as yes. True. So I'm, I'm taking away three things right now. You mentioned it, we didn't dive into it, but you did mention the visual visualization as a tool. And I feel like that has probably been pretty powerful for you, the journaling and then the courage. So of those, what's like the one thing that we can start doing to help us say yes, more often build that courage. I would start with knowing your values. I would say that's it. Because once you know that, then you can test everything that comes your way against that to say, does this align with my values? Yes or no. And that way it's so much easier to say yes. Cause you're speaking up for yourself essentially. I love it. Yeah. Um, I have one more question for you. Well, two, Bring it. one is yep. if you could be any fairy tale or fictional character, who would you be and why? And it doesn't mean that, that you're just like them or just whatever you take away from that. Who would you be and why? I would be, I would say I would be the fairy godmother in Cinderella. The bibbity is that bibbity bobbity? No, is that it? Yeah, bibbity bobbity boo. boo. Yeah, is that right? Yeah. Uh-huh. Um, gosh, it's been too long. I need to refresh myself on these fairy <laughs> tales. Um, because I love that, you know, it's I would love to be the modern day, the modern day um godmother, fairy godmother, just to grant anything to women to say, This is your dream. Like, let's get you there, done. 
help you get there, whatever that looks like and make it come true. I love that. And it's so special because that's not even about you. That's you giving to other people, which ultimately is going to hopefully make you feel great, but you're just trying to give it. I love it. I love it. And if you haven't seen the new Cinderella, the Amazon version, I highly recommend because I do feel like it's a, a, a modern take. Cinderella is not just this damsel in distress anymore. So I love it. <laughs> um, yeah, I'm definitely going to watch that. No more. You know what? The other, yeah, I think they need to remake all of them to have those endings just a little bit more stronger from the women aspect. Say, so, you know what? This is actually what I want. They but yes, I love that. Do. I'll have to watch it. You know, I didn't, didn't used to think about it um, growing up, like, oh, she's so weak. Like it just, you know, it was a movie. It was a story. Yeah. But now have, having, having young girls, I watch it. I'm like, oh my gosh, all I think <laughs> they need to do is find the prince. And then like, he's cute and that's it. Like it's yes. definitely more to it. So oh, we'll be I'm doomed. very happy yes, with the direction the these stories are going in now. So. That's right. That's right. <laughs> awesome. So remind, where can our listeners find you? Yes. So I have a website. So it's www.aim-fluence.com. Um, and then Instagram as well. So it's aim underscore fluence on Instagram. And it'll be aimfluence, um, a tribe of trailblazer podcast, hopefully in February, 2022. Awesome. awesome. Yeah. We'll put all those links in the show notes. So thank you so thank much. You. It was a pleasure chatting with you and have a great day, Amy. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks so much for having me. Okay, so let's get to know our values this week. Grab a pen, paper, your favorite list-making app, and let's get going. As always, if you're looking for support or community with this activity, head on over to our Facebook group called Build Your Own Fairy Tale, where we'll post this action tip and keep the discussion going. Thank you so much for hanging out with me. If this episode or any episode was helpful for you, please, please, please consider leaving a review on Apple Podcasts love a good five-star review. Reviews are literally so important to podcasters would help so much and go give it a subscribe too. So you don't miss out on any future episodes. I'm not giving up on my fairy tale and I hope you won't either. I'm Kristen Latini and this is build your own fairy tale. When I set out on my solopreneur journey, I wanted to be the most organized and professional without spending a lot of money. Sound familiar? That's when I discovered a customer relationship management platform called 17 Hats, a game changer even if you're a newbie without tons of clients. Here are three quick reasons why I love 17 Hats. Number one, it allowed me to replace my scheduling tool. Hello, one less subscription to pay for. Number two, I can effortlessly send quotes, contracts, and invoices helping me look super professional. And number three, magical workflows that allow me to automatically send emails and reminders without being tied to my inbox 24-7. The best part is they've got a free seven-day trial so you can check it out firsthand. And if you decide to purchase, here's the best part, use code FAIRYTALE for a 50% discount off your first year subscription. So head on over to 17hats.com and check it out. Here's to simplifying and making things more magical.